We're a unique podcast for families of faith. Produced by parents and pastors who understand and appreciate how hard it is to maintain your faith in a hostile culture. We're here to encourage and support you in the most vital role of all, parenting. If you're feeling overwhelmed and afraid, it's okay. You're not alone. Brilliantly Brave is hosted by two honest and engaging dads with nine kids between them. A road tripper, author, and pastor, Father Brad Mathias, and iShine founder, solo parenting expert, and all-around foodie, Mr. Robert Beeson. Join us each week as we explore and engage with some of the most intriguing, inspiring, outrageous, and awesome parents in the world. This is Brilliantly Brave. Hi, and welcome to Brilliantly Brave Parenting. I am your co-host, oh, Pastor very Brad. gentle. Hi, welcome. I'm tired. <laughs> Deep thoughts with Brad Mathias. Easy now, I'm tired. Okay. I was trying to be considerate. I didn't say... Well, like sidekick. I said co-host. Okay, great. Yeah. All sidekick right. is kind of nice, too. Well, he doesn't like We go sidekick. back and forth on this all the yeah, time. Yeah, season three. We're in season three. If you're tuning in, this is Brilliantly Brave Parenting, season three. Uh, Robert Beeson is still antagonist. Uh, I'm still the hero of this story. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, we have been uh, sort of marching through season three. We had an amazing guest last week, uh, one of our favorites, mm-hmm. one of our close friends, uh, a rock star, if you will, in the Christian music world, um, Phil Stacy from American Idol season six. And now he's a, a father of two and he's out there doing ministry. And so if you missed that, go back, start season three over and then uh, dive into this week. So this week we have a really special guest, yep. someone that we just met. Her name is Tina Griffin and she's a very, very busy lady who comes from Hollywood. Tina, welcome to Brilliantly Brave Parenting. Well, thank you very much for having me. Well, it's great to have you here. <laughs> yeah. So we just almost started into the interview without recording it. You sort of just came to Nashville. You've got quite a story. So why don't you just bring us up to speed? How did you get to our studio today? What what brought you in? Well, my good friend Lori, actually, I, I've been trying to have her be my publicist for the last year because for 15 years, this marks 15 years in June that I've been speaking around the country and actually around the globe with interpreters doing my Hollywood Exposed show. And I, I don't even know how I did it because I also homeschooled my kids and mm. I have four kids between the ages of four and nine. Wow. And up until this year, I told my husband and my husband basically told me, you need a team of people or I, my wife's not going to make it. Because you're doing it all yourself. I was doing it all myself, everything, like from mm. shooting a show to speaking and updating the presentations. I love current content. I don't want to go and talk about pop culture issues. And it's, you know. Yeah, dated. Yeah, Britney Spears from like 2004. <laughs> and so I want to keep the show updated. And I was so passionate about it. And I saw lives being changed. But I also had four kids in four years. And I needed a publicist. And I met this amazing woman at NRB, National Radio yeah. Broadcasting Conference. Lori Heiselman, and she basically took me under her wing as of three weeks ago. Mm. We had a meeting, and she's like, I really love what you do. It needs to get out there. Let me know what you're doing, and I will help promote it. And she connected me with you, too, and I'm so thankful. Going to your website, we need people doing what you're doing. Okay, time out. Time out right yes. there. Four kids in four years, you said. Did yes. I hear that right? Yes. Yeah. Man. I, I was uh, talking about abstinence for years and said uh, no sex before <laughs> marriage. And then when my husband and I got married, I'm like, dude, can we may- wait one more week to, you know, have fun? Because I want to be a 30-year-old virgin. But it was a week for my 30th birthday. And wow. he's like, no, we're not waiting. And so, of course, we literally got pregnant within like a week or two later. And it was, we were just making it for lost time. It was already 30. And <laughs> I didn't want to be in a wheelchair, help my, you know, hang out with my kids when they were teenagers. I'm like, I got to get rolling. 
catch That's up. Amazing. So how old are your kids today? Nine. One. My oldest just turned nine, and then seven, five. She'll be six next week, and then a four-year-old going on twelve. Oh yeah, girls and boys. And, yes, yeah. okay. two boys and then two girls. Wow, a so four-year-old going on twelve. She is wild. She is a mini me, but even worse than me. So we're in for it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. More? Are you looking for more? I, we're. It's funny you just said that because I've been really tired lately, eating a ton of food. I'm like, I better not be pregnant because I don't know if I could do that. When I had my first kid, I had so much more energy. I was 26 and no, I wasn't 26. I got married when I was 30. I was about 33, 30. No, it wasn't even that. I was like 31. I can't do my math today. A year after I had Jake, but about a week before his due date, I was doing 17 shows in the inner city schools of Chicago in a four-day period. Oh, my goodness. Eight and a half months pregnant, holding my belly, running up and down the stands at the school assemblies. And uh, I had the energy for that. And then just one kid after another after another. And now I've slowed down to a couple, you know, events a month. Wow. It's and my kids, the cool thing with raising kids in this environment, even though it's chaotic and some days I'm like, is it worth it? Even though, yes, it is. It's just a lot of hard work and you're burned out. Mm-hmm. And when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. Right. Last year, I was just out of balance. I felt like I put my kids in the back burner. And uh, now since summer, they've been coming with me to show so they can actually see what it's like to hmm. serve God and be in ministry. And they love the singers they get to meet backstage. And just to let them know this is what ministry looks like. And let's just live on the road together. Hmm. That's so, fantastic. So when you go on the road, what is that? Tell our audience, what are you doing when you go on the road? It is, uh, it, it's the best and craziest thing at the same time because there's a lack of sleep and, you know, you want to stay healthy because you can't give if you don't have. And so it's hard to go to McDonald's for the fourth time in a week. And mm. when I had three kids in diapers at once and we were traveling the country at that time with speaking and New Tribes Missions, so we were raising funds for our ministry. Uh, I was changing kids' diapers in people's uh, driveways at midnight. And um, it just the wildest stories, like traveling 800, 900 miles in a day. It was just wild. I think my son Jake and Levi, both of them didn't walk until they were about three because they lived in their car seats. Wow. Like I look back and I'm like, there are great things about traveling the world and showing them culture and right. and sharing what God's doing at the same time. You know, poor kids were trying to learn how to walk and they were not able to. Wow. But good memories. You look yeah. back, it's like good memories. But my body caught up with me this last year. Yeah, I, I jumped exhausted. into a new decade. Yes. And I'm like, the last two months was the first time in 15 years I took a break when we came to Nashville. I'm like, I can't do the 40, 50 hours a week. And I'm just starting to pick it up again and asking God for clarity. What do you want me to spend my time in and do it well? Hmm. So, so what is the, the thing that you do on the road? Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say your primary calling is to to speak about or speak to and what got you to that place? I mean, obviously there's something that was a catalyst to say, this is something I have to address. And what was that? And what, what is it that you are passionate about? I grew up in a really small town in Pulaski, Wisconsin with like 2000 people. And honestly, I'll just say it. My, my um, mom and dad were third cousins. I'm glad they weren't second or first <laughs> cousins. I might not you know, have turned out as well. They met at a wedding. Everybody knows everybody. And I had five classmates. I was in sixth grade. They were in seventh. A guy had overdosed on some medication mm. and killed those five girls. One was a older sister of one of my friends. I then had a classmate that I knew well, a great ahead of me, commit suicide. This wow. is all the same year in a small town of 2,000 people. Um, How old I, were you at this time? I was, gosh, 11, 12, somewhere wow. in there. Wow. And then I had a classmate, a great guy, his name was Trent, and with a mile from my farm, I grew up on a dairy farm, mm. 
there was a wedding hall where a lot of weddings would take place. And they were at the wedding and his cousin had driven home drunk and hit Trent when he was walking home because he was drunk and didn't want to drive and killed him. So with all of that going on in my town, and then of course, friends getting pregnant at 15, 16, I'm like, oh, I became a Christian at 16. And I'm like, I am willing to die for the cause. And I mm. still am today. I go to school assemblies thinking, am I gonna get shot in the back for sharing about the lies of pop culture because someone loves a fan I just exposed for the reality of who they are. Mm. Um, I might need a bodyguard. I have some friends that do the line of work I do, and they have bodyguards mm. uh, and show up in a Hummer. I would love to have a Hummer. It would be so cool. <laughs> and so um, I just wanted to be a Christian that was sold out for the Lord and doing what God's called me to do no matter what the cost. And so from there, it went to moving to L.A. because I saw so many celebrities that I grew up following. Back then, it was 90210. What's the biggest deal? Right. But I remember seeing like a People magazine with Jason Priestley on the front cover, and he had driven his car over 80 miles an hour drunk and smashed into a tree. And I'm like, man, I got to get out and talk to these celebrities. It's not just helping them see who the Lord is, because when I became a Christian, I couldn't shut up about Jesus. But I wanted to help them be freed from the deception and lies of what they were doing so they can influence the masses, because my friends followed all these people. I would go to a dance club. I'm not joking, and I did for about 10 years. I would go to a dance club and invite people to church. Because I love dancing, but I wanted to show friends you didn't have to get drunk in order to have a good time. And you didn't have to do any pole dancing in order to have fun. I would go as a witness type of thing. And people would come to, to come to church. There was one guy from Young and the Restless when I worked on set, and he came to church, became a believer. Hmm. And so I just loved working in L.A. and knew that media was the number one way that my friends were being influenced, including myself, really, because I loved Madonna and Janet Jackson growing up. And my mom gave me Sandy Patty as, you know— uh, a trade-in. An answer to that? Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so I just wanted to help celebrities realize who the Lord was and have an impact in pop culture. Hmm. So teens can realize, hey, there are consequences to what these celebs are promoting and they don't even let their own kids listen or watch their content. Hmm. And that's what caused me to create the show and start speaking about it. And I have been doing it ever since. Wow. That's great. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that you do talk fast. You warned I'm us. Sorry. You said this is a... <laughs> This that's is awesome. A, We're going to get a lot covered. Yeah, yeah exactly. I feel like, Sorry, I'll slow down. I feel like no, no, no. we're on the freeway Gosh, now, darn, Robert. Yeah, keep, you your, keep your arms and hands <laughs> inside the vehicle. Um, yeah, I'm looking at some of the questions that came in your media kit. Um, you've gotten involved. You've, you've created a website, counterculturemom.com. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that. What is, what is Counterculture Mom? Well, originally it was Tina Marie Live, but after having four kids, I realized in order to reach the masses faster, and God keeps giving me more clarity on how to do that even more, it went from speaking to live shows and reaching a couple thousand people at once. And then maybe if they saw my videos, I started a YouTube channel. But I'm like, man, now that I'm a mom with kids, my name has to fit what I'm doing. And it's not about me. It's about who God's created me to be. But he's creating other counterculture moms. This phrase is for anybody, any moms out there that want to live the way God's calls to live in this upside down world, mm -hmm. in this chaotic pop culture mess. And so I help people, parents, particularly now, along with teens, but I have now the parents since I'm a parent, yeah. on how to help them do a pop culture purge. What does that look like? How can we go through the different rooms of our home? That alone could be another whole segment mm -hmm. because there's so much content we can cover, but parents are constantly asking me, Tina, how do we do a purge? How do we get our house clean? And I, I walk them through those steps. Hmm. And so the website is a way for them to go to one-stop shop, get my previous blog posts. I then created a Hollywood Insider show last April, having amazing guests on from Ken Ham, talking about the Creation Museum, 
um, to you name it, people from the Parent Television Council, hmm. um, the um, Covenant Eyes, talking about how to keep yeah. your computer safe for your kids. Because I didn't, I'm not an expert in all those areas. And I just told my husband one night, man, I do so much work, 50, 60 hours a week on researching this stuff. I need experts on to talk about these areas. And so that's the same platform all on that website where parents can go to one spot, search the topic they want, and they get it. But the Counterculture Mom app that we just submitted is off the hook and better than the website. Hmm. That's great. I'm looking forward to seeing that. What's, tell me, like, in your opinion, based on the, the, the experts that you've talked to and what you've observed in Hollywood yourself, and what what is the primary or what are a couple of the primary things that parents need to be aware of that they may not be aware of? I mean, there's the obvious things out there, the sex, drugs, and rock and roll, or it's, you know, or language or whatever it is. What are those things that we may not be paying attention to that are so dangerous for our kids? What would you say those things would be? I think the biggest thing is when I talk to parents, they're constantly telling me, Tina, I feel like it's a battle between myself and my kid. I, I want to mm. raise my kids where they're not arguing and fighting with me, where I'm not being a friend, but an actual parent. How, what does that look like? And so I take the pressure off the parents from having to be the bad guy. Mm -hmm. And I help them with uh, putting a computer in the safe part of the home. And if they buck the system, just tell them, hey, it's not because I don't trust you, it's because I don't trust anybody else. Hmm. And I have videos on my website that show people that have been kidnapped or um, raped or uh, killed, of course, not the actual scenes, but mm -hmm. stories of people, young people who believe the lie and how parents can protect their kids from that. The other major thing is, instead of the kids getting mad at the parents, I love my live show and the website content and the videos I have on my YouTube channel because I have a lot of footage that I got a hold of over the years of celebrities admitting they shelter their own kids from their own entertainment. Mm. When I go to a high school assembly today, middle school, even prisons and focus on the family cruises, mm. a mother-daughter cruises, no matter what the venue is, I gear the show to meet the needs of that audience. And every single time you can hear a pin drop when I show those videos where it's not just me talking because I've seen it firsthand because I've right. been to celebrities' homes, but these celebrities admitting it in the videos. Hey, I rewrite the lyrics for my kids like Eminem mm. for years. And uh, Steve Jobs not letting his kids have iPads or yes, iPhones. Yes, yeah. high five from across yeah. the table. <laughs> Those are the, I actually wrote a blog on that. Hmm. And Kate Winslet doesn't let her kids do social media. Hmm. Um, so all of these stories need to be out there. But then the, the good stories, like Matthew Perry, that he, um, a couple of years ago, created his mansion in Malibu into a drug rehab facility. Hmm. There's a lot of neat celebrities doing really neat things that needs to get out there, and the news just doesn't like to cover positive. Mm -hmm. And to let um, teens know, hey, if these celebrities shelter their kids from all this stuff like madonna for years i have a whole big blog on several blogs on her she was on the ellen show about four or five years ago and ellen asked her hey what or asked actually her son rocco what do you think about your mom you know stripping practically naked on stage and showing herself and he's like oh my mom she doesn't show me that i'm under the stage busy doing things she doesn't let me see her on stage mm -hmm. and to see that the crowd's cheering and i'm sitting there thinking but it's totally showing us that these celebrities care about what their kids watch. And so when kids see this show that I give them, mm. their lives are drastically changed within an hour and a half. And then I wrap the show with how can you play a part in creating, a, being a counterculture warrior in today's day and age. Mm. If I'm able to share about Christ, I will. If I can share about my testimony, I will in public schools. In fact, I'm amazed at how many say, hey, you're a Christian, right? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Can you share some scripture in here? I'm like, this is public school. You're okay with that? Yep. No, we need it. Our students are, you know, desperate. And so um, I'm just really thankful that those doors are still open to share that. And I'm so thankful that students get where I'm coming from 
and get angry to the point where they're erasing 300 uh, songs off their tech devices. I've had so many emails, 41 pages, single space that I've kept for the days that I don't want to do it any longer so hard. Mm. I'll go back and read that. Kids that have no longer committed suicide. I had one kid about a year ago uh, set the knife down in the counselor's desk and said, I was going to use this. I won't need this any longer. Mm. And so um, CD smashing parties. I mean, I've seen it all from what they've heard and it's instant. And then it's a matter of, what talents were you born with to make a difference? Invest in that. Don't invest in watching Jay-Z and Beyonce. Yeah. So uh, on a practical tip, what what would you say to a parent out there listening that may not have had the safeguards in their home to a certain point? Their kids are now 12 or 13. They're starting to get exposed to things. They haven't censored things that are coming through. Um, and they feel they're listening to this and going, I wish I would have done that but the kind of cat's out of the bag. They have been exposed to things and they're feeling shame and guilt. The parent is because they've blown it. What would you say to that parent? What is a way that you can kind of start backtracking and start implementing these things without shaming your kids and protecting your relationship with your kids so that they, they realize the kid realizes that this is from a place of love, not fear. How, what would you say to that parent that feels like cat's out of the bag? There's two things. Uh, first of all, no one's perfect. I look mm. back and say, man, I just yelled at Jake and I just told the parents to not do what I just did. You know, mm -hmm. so you kind of learn from your mistakes and move on and be transparent. It's never, ever too late to start instilling the and um, uh, equipping your kids and creating that safe media environment in your home, no matter how old they are. The biggest thing I can say on the aspect of the teens not being angry at the parents, if things are now going to start to change for the better, they might not get it right away, mm -hmm. is to go to my website, counterculturemom.com, and I have a video gallery in there. That has been the biggest thing that I've gotten response of, of teens and parents saying, I'm so glad we saw these clips because now my kids can see it for themselves. Mm -hmm. And it takes the pressure off the parent like we talked about earlier. That's mm -hmm. a big thing. The second thing that I get a lot when I go speak is that parents feel overwhelmed, they're fried, they're frustrated, where do they even start? They don't have a time yeah. to research. I am researching five to eight hours a day on pop culture and technology to stay updated, and I'm raising four kids. Hmm. That's my main job. Somebody that doesn't have that as their main job, which is mostly everybody, hmm. they have maybe what, five minutes to check out something? Maybe. Or yeah. they find out afterwards after their kid has seen something nudity yeah. on their laptop. Snapchat with the new yeah. Snap Maps that's now on there where predators are tracking kids down or, or chatting through the video game features. I talk about all that. The number one thing I can tell parents is to text the words media guide, no spaces, so media guide together to the number 44222. And I put together a sweet four-page, concise, very organized PDF of hyperlinks all organized to a point where if they have issues with cutting or suicide or they just want 300 positive family-friendly movies for family movie night this Friday night, they'll get all that in this guide. It's loaded. It's fantastic. I've heard such great response over the last year with that. <laughs> and I wish I would have done it 10 years ago because people are frantically taking notes when I'm speaking, not knowing where to start. And this goes, okay, I got that done. Now I can start with this one tomorrow. And I, so that would be the number one thing I would say do is text the word media guide, no spaces to 44222. And they will be also added to my email list. I have a weekly pop culture update that comes in their inbox, short and sweet for parents on the run. Five minutes, they can read that, say, oh, that video just came out three hours ago. Hmm. I'm going to do that. Do I have 10 seconds, to 15 seconds to talk about my app? Yes. The coolest thing is my app, which I just submitted to Google and to also iTunes Store, because when I speak somewhere, people are like, oh, man, you were in our town. I missed it. 
this beast is going to notify them if I'm within 100 miles of their front door. Hmm. I love it. I'm like, where was this 10 years ago? It probably wasn't created yet. <laughs> but then they can come to that live show. They also get notified, like Justin Timberlake had that raunchy video just came out, has 12 and a half, almost 13 million views when I last looked this morning on his new video, Filthy. You can hmm. imagine what the lyrics are. It's hmm. a robot with sexual acts with these chicks that are barely dressed. Well, I was in a push notification to the phones for the people that got my counterculture mom app, which is free, and it'll be available in two, three weeks where they know ahead of time. Because the parents are telling me, I'm finding out too late. Tina, your show is awesome. Got great content. But I wish I would have known about this right. a week ago. Right. The Blue Whale Challenge, had no yeah. idea. Now my neighbor kid is dead from suicide yeah. because he did the game. So this will push the notification to them, put the power back in the parents' hands where they can put a safeguard around their home and know before their kids do. And then in those pop culture alerts, not just what's going on, I have conversation starters with your kids to know what to say, That's good. to be on the same page, and then also uh, give them tips on how to apply whatever I'm ask, asking them to do. Basically, mm. My command is like one of my top strong points. I, people just tell me, Tina, tell me what to do and I'll do it. Hmm. So um, I love helping parents out like that because I know they feel, a lot of them feel really helpless. I've That's had right. parents in tears at my booth at different events. So. Hmm. Good. Yeah. So uh, I'm listening to you and you're fast and I think I've kept up pretty sure. Um, one I of the things. It. He's just slow. Yeah. You're not fast. Maybe I'm just I'll from the south. I'll slow down yeah. for the last no, couple good. of nine you, minutes. You live in Nashville for 20 years and everything yeah. just sort of <laughs> slow. It's probably a good thing I moved here. Yeah. I can breathe. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm thinking about my children are grown. I have two daughters that are married and I have a grandson and my son's about to graduate college. I'm. I'm in my mind as I'm listening to you, your audience seems to really be the mom with that preteen child. Is that accurate? I actually talk to, I help parents that have toddlers four or five years old on up. As soon as they're on an iPad, which seems to be four or five years old. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm definitely doing that. It depends what venue I'm at, really. And also dads. There's a lot of dads that follow follow the counterculture mom. In fact, a guy just left me a voicemail last week. He goes, hey, I know you're a counterculture mom, but I'm a counterculture dad and I'm following you for the last 10 years. That's cool. So um, yeah. it's for everybody. You'll see that on my Facebook page too, but primarily parents. But the things that I address, if you're a school counselor, single, you know, school counselor or a teacher, not married with kids, you can take this content and implement it to any, really anyone. Right. So one of the things that I like about it is you're sort of bringing awareness to the parent, to the guardian, whoever that is, to the educator. Hey, these things are out there. This should be on your radar. Um, how much attention do you think a parent should spend sort of protecting their kids? Is this something they need to be vigilant on 24-7 or is this like every couple of weeks you just need to sort of update yourself on the latest threat? There, I need to write a book because that would be like a chapter in the book. And I have my book idea. It's a matter of having time, which I'm working out because now I have a publicist. They, she can take some of the workload off. I think that if you set up safety parameters with your kids, I don't want to have a home environment, which is when I address these topics, I share it in this way, where the parents are kind of saying, no, you can't watch that. No, you can't play that video game. No, you can't. My job is these things are the things you want to run from. Here's why. But there's all these positive options for your kids to actually jump onto and watch mm. and video games to play. And with that, converse with your kids. Why do you want to play positive video games only? Well, because you don't want any kind of unwholesome, um, sex-saturated images in your mind. And and I, if I can, I'll talk from the Christian's perspective of what does God say about the content entering our minds? It's like if we ate Cheetos every meal for a week, we'd collapse of having a heart attack. And I share that with the kids in schools. 
Do you think it's important when we put in our minds? Yes. Why? And they're yelling out answers because I want them to realize that I want them to become world changers at four, five, six, seven years old. My son Jake is nine and he can probably share half of my presentation um, already because of how many times he's heard, he's heard me share this content for four years. Interesting. I want yeah. them to go out there and say, Ma, I have had teens and middle school students email me saying I talked to my parents that they shouldn't watch a movie they were watching for date night while I went to bed and they actually turned the TV off. Hmm. And that's what I want is everyone working together, not so much the parents telling them what not to do, but teaching them why they shouldn't do it and what are positive choices. So when they get out of the home at 16, 17 years old, they have a map of where they should go and how to make wise decisions once they hit college, campus, college campuses or life in general. Hmm. Yeah. One of the things that we found uh, in some of our interviews and just our own personal experience in, in ministry is you can you can train people. You can sort of give them healthy boundaries as young preteens and even tweens. But there's a point when they get into the high school years and beyond where you can't police them. Yeah. Like they're, they're just exposed to the culture. And so there has to be this sort of transfer of responsibility from the parent to the child. Yeah. So I was just curious what how you see that working out. You've got four of your own kids. How are you going to handle that? Um, it, I'm sure it'll be some difficult times, but my husband and I are, are pretty good with, I had great parents and so did my husband. We lucked out in that area. But I want to encourage you, if you did not raise we're not raised by parents who both cared, were aware, were both even there, that you can stop that generational curse and create a family environment that you want for your kids, no matter how old your kids are today. Uh, I think it will be difficult, but at the same time with God, he will show you how to do it, how to do it uh, with respect to your kids to let them know you're you know, trusting them to make right, right decisions. And I think another key thing we can do as parents that I encourage other parents to do um, when I went to so many different TV tapings and worked in Hollywood, I had a lot of celeb moms and dads saying, how can we teach our kids? Because I would bring my show and update it while I'm waiting to be on set to work on a TV show. It was like right there. So I would constantly get dirt as I'm on a set. And I loved it. I had the best conversations. And I share about this. Brittany um, Murphy, I worked with her on Little Black Book. And I share about before she passed away, uh, not to get off on a tangent, how she said, Tina, I do not agree with what I promote in my movies with the sex and drugs. But I feel like I have to do this in order to get ahead in the industry. And we had a good, good long talk on set to the point where the director had to split us up because we just had such a great conversation. Letting her know, don't be pressured into do, doing a role just because there's money or fame. God will, because she said she was a Christian, God will honor you for that decision. Um, but I think it's important that we encourage our kids to make the right decisions, share with them the lies, um, because scripture is filled with uh, the importance of not um, following uh, lies and deception, but following God's truth and then creating them to be the counterculture warriors they were created, created to be. Mm. With that, I also think it's very important for parents to figure out what talents their kids have at a young age. Now, my son, Jake, he loves baseball. Baseball's his thing. And when he was five or six years old, we tried him in fighter and sports. Let's just try him out. Uh, he loves that. We want to encourage him in that. He's been witnessing to his friends on the baseball team at his school, you know, because now they're going to school this this year, first time after homeschooling. I'll let him out of the coop. Um, Levi loves art. Uh, Eden loves dance. And Stella, we don't know what she's going to be yet, probably comedian. <laughs> but, or self-defense cop, who knows. <laughs> um, all to say, when we engage in them and are intentional with parenting and expose the lies, they will grasp onto God's truth, who they are as a, as a kid and start to develop their talents. And how many studies show us if you're engaged in a talent at five, six, seven, ten 10 years old, 
you won't be looking to have sex before marriage or drugs, alcohol, because you find your purpose and value in who Christ made you to be. You mm. understand that you were made in the image of God. Um, you want to do the right thing. You want to invest your time and money and the talents that God gave you to make a difference. And so if we can do that for our kids instead of uh, letting them just be use an iPhone as a babysitter, which a lot of parents do today, they're not engaging in the talents that they could go out there and make a difference. I, I told um, many kids over the years, Colton Dixon, I met him when I opened for him two years ago at a music festival. He's an awesome guy. I said, hey, this dude was a virgin when he got married. I want him on Hollywood Insider to talk about the whole thing because that needs to be, kids need to see that. Oh my gosh, on American Idol and he waited to have sex until his wedding night? Yes. Um, there's a lot of celebrities that are going to get old and Jeremy Camp and myself. Who is going to take our spots? Start investing in your talents now. Pick up the guitar at nine years old. You'll be amazed at where God takes you as a result. Put that camera in your hand. Become a photographer, a writer, scientist. I don't care if you're a garbage collector, but do whatever God's called you to do to go out there and witness to others to grow the kingdom, which is basically our main mandate. The one thing we should be concerned with. And, and that's my main focus, to get kids off the bench in the game. And they want that. They just need guidance. Mm -hmm. That's good. Well, that's... Um... That's a lot to process very quickly. Sorry, sorry. Um, you keep harping on this. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I mean, I'm just sort of astounded. Like I'm, I'm catching up as we go. But uh, she covered a lot of stuff there, Robert. That was a, a significant uh, discussion. How would a mom who's just listening raptly in their car right now? They're they're absolutely super impressed, and they want to follow up and find out more about this culture mom stuff. How would they get a hold of you? What would you uh, suggest? Mom, dad, driving around your car right now or cooking dinner, wherever you are, you were created to be a counterculture warrior for such a time as this. There is a battle and a war waging for the next generation, waging a war against our children. And it is your duty and a privilege to raise your kids to honor God. Is it hard? Yes. So the days you want to give up? Yes. But I am here. God has given me the last 20 years of knowledge and FBI research from living in Hollywood, speaking to teens around the globe and parents, hearing your concerns. And my job is to help equip you as fast and as easily as possible and navigate you through today's pop culture chaos. Simply go to my website, counterculturemom.com. Be on the lookout the next month for our Counterculture Mom app, and you will get the tools you need to implement even five minutes a day to create change in your own environment under your roof while you will be sharing stories with your neighbors, can't stop talking to your friends about how your kids have changed their ways, have realized that there's hope in the world again. I'm telling you, the messages going in have to be positive because what comes out as a result will be positive if we feed them God-honoring entertainment in film, TV, magazines, you name it. And if they ever want to do what I'm doing, speaking out on these issues, have them contact me at tina at counterculturemom.com because I will be putting together very soon a speaking team so I can help delegate and send out more people to more places faster. Don't give up. God is cheering you on and you want to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant, because this is the most hardest period in our culture, I believe, in the history of the United States to raise kids today. And for some odd reason, God thinks that we can handle it. And I'm here to help you do that. So thank you for tuning in and get in touch with me at counterculturemom.com. I also speak all over the place. So if you have a venue, a school, a church, a prison, yes, prison, let me know and I will come and share this message. Awesome.
That is awesome. You know, uh, Robert, we call this podcast Brilliantly Brave Parenting. Mm-hmm. Most parents don't feel brilliant or brave. And so the encouragement is that there are moms who are out there doing things for the kingdom of God with the sphere of influence they've been given. And so, Tina, we thank you for coming on to the show, for sharing your story, your inspiration, your encouragement. Thank you so much for having me, because without you, I'd be talking to myself at home. So thank you for that. <laughs> well, we enjoyed it. Thank you for joining yes. us today. That was a lot to take in. Wow. Tina Marie Griffin is her full name. She's a counterculturemom.com. I, I was just sort of commenting in between as we said goodbye. Um, man, that is a woman who's doing a lot. She's got a lot going on. Yeah. 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 Um, she just recently relocated from Missouri to Tennessee. Yeah. Um, she's got a new website, thecounterculturemom.com. She's got a new app that's coming out. She's doing uh, like a live event, Hollywood Insider, which uh, she's exposing sort of the inconsistencies or the hypocrisy between uh, Hollywood celebrities and sort of uh, the content. That they're putting out there. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, she seems to be tireless at at really unraveling this whole thing. And I think uh, I don't know if there's anything else we can add to this because honestly, there's so much there's so much that she walked through, and I'm I'm excited to dig into her website a little bit more and and find out more yeah. about you know her perspective and and things that we can do as parents to be aware of what's going on. I'm really glad that she ended on things that we can do positive, not just policing, but find the talents, find the giftings in our kids, pursue those things, highlight those things. Like that's, that's really important. And I'm, so I'm glad that she landed there because so often we can take information like Tina has and just fearfully run and try to shut the windows on every single app that we have on our phone or every television and all the music. And I think that there's a time and place for that for sure. But Equally, if not more important, it's find the good things in our kids, encourage those things. And so I'm really glad that she ended on that. I think it's really important. You know, as I was listening to her, she made a comment about um, doing a pop culture purge Mm. in the home. And, you know, I noticed uh, as I was, as she was talking that her focus is really on this uh, sort of bringing awareness to a parent, Mm -hmm. that there are dangerous things out there in culture you can't just allow your kids to open up an iPad or or watch TV without some real attention. Yeah. And I I know that that's sort of common sense. You know, you and I would assume that a parent would know that. But I, I real, realized as she was talking, we've actually got to have people like Tina out there uh, to bring awareness. So and, true. And say, hey, these these things exist and they're dangerous. And here's why. And I, and along with that, yes, absolutely. Along with that is not only because we can become desensitized in this culture to all the things that are out there because it's just a, you know happening all the time, but also feel just completely it's overwhelming. I can't the you know there's there's just too much coming at our kids that we need to be deliberate about this. We need to be reminded that we need to pay attention um, because there is there's absolutely an enemy out there that is trying to control the messages mm-hmm. that are forming our kids. So I agree. I think it's great to have someone like her that is continually throwing up the flag and going, you know, I mean, cause it's probably not a popular thing to do like to say, don't do this, don't do this. And and that's again, why I'm so glad that she ended on the positive of all those things are important, but find the gifts in your kids and enhance those. Yeah, I agree. And I think for the listener who resonated with that, if you really felt like, wow, I need to be more involved in, 
sort of policing what my kids are up to, what they're watching, what's coming in to mm-hmm. my home. I thought her website would be a great place to start. Yeah. Um, that text option that she has with the, the different uh, yeah. uh, resources on it, uh, those sound great. And uh, if, if you need to, just rewind and uh, catch that detail from our interview. But we want to encourage you as parents that there are moms and dads out there who are fighting this fight along with you. Mm-hmm. You're not alone. You're not in this as an isolated, interested party. There's an entire generation of parents who are standing up and trying to make a difference in their life. So, that's right. That's right. Uh, that's one of the reasons we exist as a podcast is to highlight those heroic efforts by parents just like you who are making a difference in their own immediate area. So, that's right. That's very right. cool. Thanks so much for tuning in to Brilliantly Brave. And we'll be back right here next week. See you. Parents, remember, even if you may not feel brilliant or brave, you are. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. And I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. I am convinced that he is able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me. 2 Timothy 1, 7 and 13. This podcast is a service of iShine Ministries and the Tween Gospel Alliance. All rights reserved. Donations to Brilliantly Brave are tax-deductible at iShineLive.com. Review and subscribe to this podcast on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, or on our webpage. And read our blog and connect with us at WordPress at BrilliantlyBrave.com. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Brilliantly Brave. What our kids believe is going to define them for a lifetime. According to George Barna, by the age of 13, what a kid believes is what he'll die believing. For parents and for pastors, that's a frightening experience, especially if you've got an 11 or 12-year-old. At the iShine Ministries headquarters, this became a huge priority in the last year. We partnered with the Tween Gospel Alliance to bring you a brand new resource known as the Shock and Awe Study Guide. And I'm here with one of the co-founders of this entire program, Robert Beeson. Can you tell us, what is the Shock and Awe Study Guide? It is awesome. More than that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> The Shock and Awe Study Guide is a super cool thing that either a parent can do with their kid or a youth pastor can do with their students or a children's pastor can do with their students. And here's the cool thing about it. It is apologetics for kids. So it's the really huge evidence and thoughts of apologetics wrapped in a way that is really tangible and simple for kids to understand, answering four primary questions. And they are, what if there's a God? What if the Bible is true? What if Jesus is who he said he was? And what if I'm part of that plan? And we believe if you can answer those four questions and you are drawn through evidence proving those four questions, that really it's gonna it's gonna establish a pretty unshakable foundation of faith. That sounds very helpful, especially if you're a parent or pastor and you're concerned about the condition of your child's faith, what they believe, what the voices of culture are telling them. If that's you and you're interested, go to iShineLive.com and check out in our web store, the Shock and Awe Study Guide. It has a digital cloud video base, so it's four studies in a small paperback volume for $9, and it has four videos that go with four studies. It can be done in a weekend, it can be done over a month, or it can be done bi-monthly, however you need it. It is a fantastic resource that I have used as a pastor in my own home church, and I have been impressed. So, check it out. Check it out. 
iShine is a faith-based ministry and media company that looks and feels a lot like a Christian version of Disney. iShine is more than entertainment. We're the producer of the largest Christian tween TV series in the world, a nationally syndicated radio show, a Nashville-based record label, host to multiple live tours and summer festivals, an interactive website and social media, and a provider of printed and digital devotionals, preteen Bibles, and church curriculums. But more than anything, we're a trusted Christian resource for parents and pastors. You can turn to us for all things tween. Check us out at iShineLive.com.